Welcome back, everyone. Bill Creasy here with Monday morning's episode of Scripture Uncovered. Today, I'd like to tell you a story. A story about a man named Jacob, who lived at the time of Jesus, and he lived in Galilee. He was a fisherman. He lived right along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and like Peter, James, and John, every evening, later at night, he and his crew would go out onto the lake, toss their nets, and fish right up on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee, where the Jordan River runs into the Sea of Galilee, bringing nutrients with it, and all the fish congregate up in that northern area. Well, one day, as Jacob was fishing most of the night, they brought the nets in. Oh, they were full. They had a good catch. They brought them into Magdala, where they unloaded the fish for processing at the plants in Magdala. Well, he went home, and his wife and his children were all up and ready to go for the day, and he arrived just in time for breakfast. As he's sitting at breakfast, having his meal, his wife said, What's that mark on your arm? And he looked at it and said, I don't know. I don't recall it being there. Maybe a bug bit me during the night, or a mosquito, or... She said, no, it, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right at all. I think you should have that looked at. Oh, no problem. I'll, I'll do it later. Nothing serious, I'm sure. So that night, he went out fishing again with his crew, caught a good net of fish, brought it into Magdala, went in for processing, went home for breakfast, and sure enough, his wife said, look at your arm. That's getting worse. You really need to have it looked at. She remembered Leviticus chapter 13, where we read, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When anyone has a swelling or a rash or a bright spot on his skin that may become an infectious skin disease, the Hebrew word is sara'at. The Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures, translated sara'at as lepra, and hence we get the English translation of leprosy. Now, sara'at is not modern-day Hansen's disease. It's a much broader category. But I think lepra is a much more illustrative word. So I'll use it as we move through the story. So the priest must look at that spot and determine what it is. I continue with Leviticus 13. So when anyone has a swelling or a rash or a bright spot on his skin that may be lepra or leprosy, he must be brought to Aaron the priest or one of his sons who is a priest. The priest is to examine the sore on his skin. And if the hair in the sore has turned white and the sore appears to be more than skin deep, it is leprosy. When the priest examines him, he shall pronounce him unclean. However, if the spot on his skin is white, but does not appear to be more than skin deep, and the hair in it has not turned white, the priest is to put the infected person in isolation for seven days. Well, thankfully, that was the case with old Jacob. The priest examined the skin and 
it hadn't quite crossed that line yet to being leprosy or sarat. So he was put in isolation for seven days. He was isolated at home under orders from the priest. Well, the seven, seven days went by, and on the seventh day, the priest examined him again. And we continue reading in Leviticus. If the priest sees that the sore is unchanged and has not spread in the skin, he is to keep him in isolation another seven days. Well, that was the case with old Jacob. It hadn't really spread, but the priest said just to be sure, we need to put you in isolation for another seven days. So 14 days of quarantine. Now those days passed, and on the seventh day, the priest examined him again. And if the sore is faded and has not spread in the skin, the priest shall pronounce him clean. It's only a rash. The man must wash his clothes and he'll be clean. But if the rash does spread in his skin after he's shown himself to the priest to be pronounced clean, he must appear before the priest again. And the priest is to examine him. And if the rash has spread in the skin, he shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. Well, Jacob spent his 14 days in quarantine, and then the priest examined him again, and bad news for Jacob. The rash had spread. It was surrounded by a glowing red color with a deep white indentation. The hair had fallen out, and the priest said, I am so sorry, Jacob. You know, we've known each other all of our lives. But you have leprosy, Sarat, and I must pronounce you unclean. Well, what would happen then? Old Jacob could not go home anymore. Jacob could not associate with anyone. In fact, we read at the end of Leviticus 13, the person with such an infectious disease leprosy, must wear torn clothes, let his hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of his face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. And as long as he has the infection, he remains unclean. He must live alone. He must live outside the camp. Well, that's what happened to Jacob. He lived all by himself, and every day, every morning, his wife would bring breakfast to him, careful to stay away. She kept her face covered so she wouldn't catch anything. And he would eat that meal, put the remaining dishes at a distance, walk away, and he would watch his wife approach, collect up the dishes, blow him a kiss, his children, and he had eight children, seven sons and one daughter. He could no longer hug them. He could no longer hold them. He could no longer be in their presence. And his wife would bring the children 
out into the countryside where he would live all by himself. He could see them from a distance. They could wave to him. They could maybe talk to him. Not well. He had to stay away. And that is how Jacob would live. Never again would he hold his wife, hold his children. Never again would he be among people. Well, Jacob knew Peter, James, and John. They were all in the fishing business together, the commercial fishing business, and they all knew each other. And they, he had also met this fellow who came from Nazareth and was living with Peter at Peter's home. A fellow named Jesus of Nazareth. And he had heard about Jesus. The other fishermen were talking about him because quite often Jesus would teach. He would leave Peter's house right on the shore of the Sea of Galilee and he would walk up into the hills to what today is called the Mount of Beatitudes. It's the only hill around. And he would gather the people together and teach. And Jacob had heard remarkable things about this man. One day, the crowds on the Mount of Beatitudes were huge, upwards of 5,000 people who were listening to Jesus teach. The Mount of Beatitudes is a concaved hillside with perfect acoustics. I've taught there myself on that very same hillside and spoke in a normal voice and 50 of my pilgrims were sitting on the hillside. I was down the hill and they could hear me perfectly fine. It was a great place for teaching. So Jesus was toward the bottom of the hill, toward the lake, speaking upward toward the concave hillside. And Jacob was watching. Oh, he stayed away. But he was on the far edge of the crowd. And yet, he could hear Jesus teach. And what Jesus taught on that particular day that Jacob was there was the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, he began. And it was a brilliant teaching. Now, we've covered the Sermon on the Mount in these podcasts. But think of old Jacob there, a leper, wearing torn clothes, his hair unkempt. He couldn't go to the barber. He couldn't go to the hair salon. The lower part of his face was covered with a mask. And he listened. He listened to that teaching. And from what he had heard about Jesus, from Peter, James, and John, and from the other fishermen, his colleagues, his neighbors, and then hearing him for himself when Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount, Jacob screwed up his courage. Now remember, he was to be outside the camp, not in contact with anyone. He is infectious. But when Jesus finished that Sermon on the Mount, he came down off the mountainside, right toward the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and old Jacob had walked around from his isolated place where he had been listening to Jesus on the far side 
of the Mount of Olives, uh, Mount of Beatitudes, I'm sorry. And we read in Matthew chapter 8, when he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. So the big crowd that was there that had heard the Sermon on the Mount, they're coming right along with him. And old Jacob, on the edge of that crowd, began making his way through. He covered his head and part of his face with his garments. He had the lower part of his face covered with a mask. And he made his way ever so carefully through that crowd, trying not to touch anyone, trying not to infect anyone, keeping his social distance, if you will. But he got right through, and he got up to Jesus. And we continue reading in Matthew 8. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him. That was old Jacob. And he dropped down on his knees before the Lord. And by this time, the leprosy had spread. It was no longer an infection on his arm. It was knobs on his face and decomposing skin on both arms. And he dropped down onto his knees and he looked up into Jesus' face who looked down at him. And when Jacob looked up at Jesus' face, that hood that he was wearing, his garment, fell back. His face was exposed. He held out his arms, hands upward, begging, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. That is a remarkable scene. I'll bet everyone around him jumped back. Stayed away. But what Jacob heard in that Sermon on the Mount, he was convinced that if Jesus were willing, Jesus could heal him. Now bear in mind that no one can heal Sarat except God. Only God can do that. He said to Jesus, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then Jesus did something utterly shocking. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man, came into contact with him, exposed himself to this infectious disease. And he said, holding Jacob's shoulder, bending near him, looking into his eyes, I am willing. Be clean. And immediately, he was cured of his leprosy. Like a special effect in a movie, the skin with the pustules and the, and the rotting and the smell, it morphed into the skin of a newborn baby. The people in the crowd gasped. <gasps> they were shocked. And Jesus said to old Jacob, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. 
Jesus followed the law. Go and show yourself to the priest. Who will proclaim you clean? And he said, and don't go blabbing this all over Galilee. It's just between you and me and the 5,000 people who are here with us. Well, that was a remarkable event for old Jacob because after he went to the priest and the priest pronounced him clean, he went home. His wife and children looked at him. Beautiful, clean skin. The priest had pronounced him clean. He embraced his wife. He held his children. And they all wept together and they prayed to God in thanksgiving for what had been done. That's a wonderful scene. Sarat in Leviticus, as I mentioned, is a broad term often translated infectious skin disease in modern translations, but leprosy in the older translations. No one can cure that except God. And now Jacob is clean. Think of his family. Think of his children. Sarah'at in Leviticus is an emblem or symbol of sin. Now, don't get me wrong. I never said that sin causes sara'at or leprosy. It doesn't. But the disease itself becomes emblematic of sin because the person who has it is outside the camp, alone, bearing this terrible condition, not part of the community any longer. And I bring this up because last week, on June 26th, Friday, at Daily Mass at Mary Star of the Sea, my parish, this reading, Matthew chapter 8, the leper being healed by Jesus, was the gospel reading. And here was Father Pat, our pastor, up front, read the, the gospel reading. He's about to preach on it. And he had a mask on. And I looked around at the people in church, and we were all wearing masks. And I have to think that as Father Pat looked out at the congregation, and there were maybe 35 or 40 of us, all with masks, he with a mask. And he had just read this story in Matthew chapter 8. It must have run through his mind. I'm looking out at a church full of lepers, including myself. Now, pause and think about that symbolically lepers. We are outside of a community. Well, that's how we're born. We're born into a condition of sin, a condition of alienation and separation from God that manifests itself in our outward sinful action. And we can only be made right by recognizing that sin, by coming to Christ, asking him to forgive us, to cleanse us and bring us back in 
to the community of faith. That was a powerful moment. And that image of Father Pat with the mask, and I looked around at all the rest of us with the masks. We were moral lepers, saved only by the grace of God and the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. And our accepting who Christ is and what he did by grace through faith. It was a remarkable moment. Well, great being with you today. Next time, no leprosy next time, but uh, I'll be back with you on Wednesday. Bye-bye now. God bless.